we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to The Dream Architect Live with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian, Brittany, how are you? Wonderful. Doing fantastic today, Eric. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. We are continuing this conversation, which I just have loved. We're talking about the who's. Now, you kind of joked about it. It's not the Dr. Seuss who's, but other who's. Brittany, what, what did we talk about last time? Yeah, well, first of all, I wonder what you would do, Eric, if you ever asked us how we're doing and we just said absolutely terrible. I would, what, hang would you, up. what would you do? <laughs> no, no I, I would fix the, I'm a fixer at heart, you know, and something that I, I would try my best to do whatever I could. I can juggle um, three things, nothing, nothing more than that. Not really heavy things either, but what would it take to get you in a better mood? I, I guess that's the question. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. Well, I just, I just had to, had to push on that for just a minute. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> no. So yeah, if, if you come off of, of the last episode that we uh, shot, so if you haven't tuned into that, I think it's a really good one to set some framing not just for today's episode, but just in general in life and making decisions. So we talked a lot about, and Brian's holding up for those tuning in on uh, YouTube, uh, who, not how. So it's a concept, a book that we've both read, both thoroughly enjoyed from uh, Dan Sullivan, the creator of the strategic coach and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who at one point was the number one writer on medium.com. So uh, he's got his PhD, absolutely amazing, brilliant individual. And they put together just an absolute masterpiece. And the whole premise is basically, instead of asking yourself who, or asking yourself how you're asking the question of who, who can help you basically get to the point in life uh, where you're fulfilled, who can help you, uh, take things off your plate that you don't enjoy. So again, it's that framing of who versus how, and we thought today would be interesting to take that concept and apply it to real life for people who are making big decisions around their retirement. You know, one of the things that we often get asked is, you know, who is really the ideal fit for you? Who do you serve? You guys talk about this dream architect thing and you talk about, you know, living big and experiences. So who really fits into the mold of who you serve? So I know Brian, you have one of our tools that we share with any prospective client. And, and if you're listening to this, you know, the thing that, that I want to put as a framing for you is we understand that we may not be the best fit for everybody. And that is a thousand percent. Okay. Because we do know also that the people who are aligned with what we're about to talk about, 
they absolutely turn into, you know, a, a glowing example of what it means to live the dream architect life. And there's so many great representations of that, that we've been able to witness and, and be part of, and it's been such a beautiful experience. So the framing is, is that if you're listening to this, number one, it's going to give you some potentially good questions to ask as you're on a search for your own financial advisor, for your own wealth planner. And number two, it'll help you decide if, you know, we may be a good fit for you. Uh, but the whole point is, is just being helpful and offering context that you can use today live in real life. So Brian, why don't you take us through, uh, you know, what it really means to work with sweet financial and just what that perfect kind of fit vision looks like. I sure will. Uh, what I'm about to say first, isn't really tied into this perfect fit vision, but I think one of the resources that we bring that I think is, is a real advantage is Brittany and I are lifetime learners and we belong to a lot of different mastermind groups. And what made me think of this is, is the book that we showed with Dan Sullivan and Dr. Ben Hardy. Well, the nice thing about that is I actually get to spend time in the same room. I was just there last week with both those guys. Dan teaches a, a course called Strategic Coach and Ben's in the class with me. And so I get exposed to that thinking literally all year long. And so I think that's a resource that we kind of apply to the dream architect and everything that we do, uh, but it's kind of a side benefit. So I just wanted to throw that out real quickly. But I think the key things, and I think these are really important things to think about. And when you think about hiring somebody to work on your financial plan, your retirement, I would take that incredibly serious because you really probably only going to get one shot at that. And you really want to work with somebody that's got lots of expertise, has done it thousands of times and has gotten amazing results that, you know, people that have worked with them can maybe tell you about. And so it's not something to take lightly. And so we think, you know, interviewing potential firms before you make these decisions is a great thing. And having some questions that maybe you ask is a good thing. But what Brittany and I'll chat about here a little bit is we have found seven items that if a client has these seven thoughts and they're comfortable with those, we become kind of an ideal firm for them because one, those are our values. Two, that's how we deliver the experience. And it just seems like they, you know, kind of fall in love with us and we fall in love with them. And it just makes for a really great relationship. So we'll just kind of chat on each of these and kind of fill in the blanks as we go. But as we alluded to in the other podcast, talking about who's, we find that somebody that wants to delegate that portion of their life their financial decisions and their wealth planning, someone who wants to turn that over to an expert is a really good fit for us. We have such great processes and methodologies and systems for doing literally everything. And we really want our clients to spend the time that they otherwise would on following up on all those items, doing the things that they really enjoy. And we talked a little bit about DIYers before and 
know, if that's something you enjoy and you can spend the time and understand it and can implement everything, more power to you. Because I, I know a lot of people that are really good at it and they handle their own things and they should. I also know some people that do it themselves and, you know, maybe that's not the case. And consequently, the results aren't as good. So we're really well equipped for somebody that wants to delegate that but then have an ongoing process where the things that are important get reported on, they're updated on, and they know where they sit at all points, but they don't have to worry about it until those actual reviews come up. Or if they have a question, we have an open door policy, they can call at any point. But uh, that's the first one. Okay, Brian, before you move on, I got something because we haven't talked about this yet. But because you brought up the DIY thing, I want to add one thing to it that we didn't cover on the last on the last episode. Um, I haven't told you guys this, but I just sold my house last week. Mm. And we talked about, my wife and I talked about putting our house on the market probably last April or May. And we know we had we had a, a few things that we had to get fixed. We had a re, we wanted to redo a bathroom, so on and so forth. And we slowly got those things done. We had a realtor come in. We actually had another person that we spoke with as well that was a realtor. And then I looked into the DIY stuff. And man, it everybody's like the market is so hot. DIY it, do it yourself. You know the realtor fees are outrageous, and you know they're so expensive, and they take this percentage. Blah blah blah. Here's the thing that I didn't think about because I looked at what it would take. Okay, listed on the MLS get it listed on you know Zillow, make sure it's there, get it on Facebook Marketplace, do all the advertising that you need to do, take all the pictures, stage it. We could do that, right? Here's the problem, we weren't. We weren't doing it. It wasn't that we were procrastinating, but we didn't have accountability to that. We ended up going with a realtor mainly for the fact that number one, she is a professional. She did a great job, outstanding job, but we had to set deadlines because she was gonna hold us accountable for those. And that was the deal breaker for us because I'm, technologically, well, I can't even say the, I can't say the word, but I am tech savvy. Let's put it that way. I'm tech savvy. I could have done those things on my own, but it was actually getting them done and taking those first steps. And then the second steps and the third steps, that's what you guys do, right? That's what the professionals do. So it was a wonderful process. Did I pay more for selling my house? Yes. Did I get more for my house? Maybe, or maybe not. But here's the thing is I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And I had somebody on my butt saying, Hey, Pictures are in one week. Are you going to be ready? Yes, we worked till 10 o'clock every night, but yes, we were ready and it worked out. But that accountability, I think we don't, we didn't talk about so much on the last one, but that's a huge piece of what you guys do. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Amen. And I think that's a huge component of delegation. And as Brian goes through the rest of this too, you know, there's kind of a common golden thread here is when you're looking at planning for your future and making massive decisions for your retirement deciding who you want to have in your corner for your wealth advisor okay. is a really big decision. And I will tell you right here that one of the biggest complaints we hear when people do end up, you know, maybe leaving another advisor and coming to do business with us is communication is they feel like, okay, well, yeah, I'm delegating and I'm putting this person in my life, but then I don't ever hear from them. So I don't know if I'm on track. I don't know mm -hmm. if what I'm doing. And you know, when Brian talks about how, you know, he made the comment about helping people see results and those are things that happen. So when we're talking about that, we're not talking about chasing some proverbial target in some, you know, index that we're watching. It's, you know, helping people make progress towards their goals and what they've deemed important. So Eric, I'm so glad you pulled that out there about the, 
you know, the, the freedom of mind and having that accountability partner, because that's what this is all about. We want to be your partner. That's one of the reasons we changed our company name. We were sweet financial services up until November of 2021. And then when we had made some, some changes in our business, we decided, you know what, now is a great time. We don't want to just be a service business. We want to actually be your partners on your mm-hmm. journey and that's meaningful. It's meaningful to you as a client. It's meaningful to us as your advisor and, and trusted person. Uh, so I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that out. Well, that, that's why we didn't work with the first realtor we had over. And she was actually a friend of ours, but told us kind of some things that we should probably be doing. Didn't hear from her for six months. Mm. Like, I mean, there was no service there and there was no definitely yeah. no partnership there, you know? So, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I think that's a huge piece of it. Awesome. Brian, keep us going. All right. Well, great example, Eric. Well, and the second one is really just a a takeoff on what we truly believe. And as Brittany alluded to, our reviews are kind of interesting in that they're not talking about the performance of the markets. Matter of fact, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually talked about rates of return. It's Mm. probably hardly ever comes up. It's just all about the experiences and what you find important and where are we at and what do we need to do to get there. But the second quality is that you believe that there's a lot more to life and that it has to offer. And you want to create even better experiences in your life. And then you want an accountability partner to help you get there. So you referred to, you know, you had an accountability partner with the realtor. That's really the role that we help with is make sure that if you said this is important, and you said you wanted to do it by such date, uh, believe me, you, you will hear from us on that yeah. and we'll help you, you get there until you tell me to change the date. That's the date. So I think that's a really a critical one. Any other yeah. comments on that? Yeah. You know, I think this is one that people maybe don't even realize how important this particular aspect is. And, and here's why. So you know, one of the things that we're really working on here at Sweet Financial is talking about, you know, longevity and all the advances in science and the cool things that are happening. So Brian's actually part of a program where he learns amongst some of the most brilliant minds in that field multiple times throughout the year. So, so here's, here's an interesting thing is when you believe that the best part of your life has already happened, that there's Mm -hmm. not necessarily more to life in the future. Think about lifespan. Your brain is, it's a processor, right? It's not a truth teller. So if you're telling yourself every single day that, yeah, the best part of my life is behind me and yeah, I'm just going to coast for a little bit now, or all the great things that were going to happen. They've already, they've already come, right? There's nothing else left. (laughs) That's a little extreme, but you you get my point here (laughs) is it it, all of a sudden your, your brain is believing that and processing that. And then the, the downside is what could potentially happen when you're telling yourself that you don't really have much else to look forward to. And, and this is a real thing. I, I've been mm. in different uh, focus group type settings. I think actually back to one of our women forward focus groups, we had somebody there who truly believed that for the, the most part that the, the previous uh, years of her life were really the best. And it's a little bit sad to see and to have those conversations. So we want people that, you know, maybe Maybe you, you don't know exactly what the future is going to hold, but you know that there's so much there and you're excited and you're energized and, and you know that there's things that you're going to uncover and unpack and look forward to. Uh, so that's, I think people don't realize just how important that is. Yeah. Your brain doesn't know any different. So whatever information you feed it, 
it assumes that that's correct. Mm -hmm. And so if you put anything negative or, you know, the best times are behind me, your brain is going to look for any reality that matches that. Mm -hmm. Now, consequently, if you feed it positive stuff and life is going to be great, then it's going to find reality in that. And there's a, just a really interesting quote that I just thought of based on what Brittany said. It says, the best way to predict the future is to create it yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's literally what we're going to try and do for you. But let's make it real positive and let's make the experiences something that's even better than anything you've experienced before. And so it, that that's kind of the fun thing about what we get to do is get people to engage and, and look at things differently. And so that's, that's fun. Um, I want to ask you a question real quick, because with all the years you've been doing this, uh, and Brittany, I'm sure you're going to be able to touch on this as well. You know, as well as I do that, that for the longest time, there's lots of studies out there where men specifically in industry and, and that have risen through the ranks and have very important positions have a really, really hard time letting that go because of the importance that they have. And, and Brittany, you could probably speak to this as well. We're seeing that in women now as well, more and more, where they rise to these positions of importance, and then it comes to time to retire. And that importance is then quote unquote, taken away, even though they're probably the most important person to their grandkids, or they're still, you know, important to their spouse, but they, they lose that sense of being. How do you help people pass that when it's a situation when a lot of their identity was really wrapped up with the work that they've done for the last multiple decades. Yeah, I'll comment on that first. Um, I mean, that's absolutely why we created the dream architect is that is a huge, huge issue. And so many people, their whole life and their being is in the position that they held. And all of a sudden they're not there anymore. And it just kind of erodes. And so some people can retire and have a really terrible experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we've created this component that can help go through different exercises and processes to get you to understand there is more and, Mm -hmm. but you have to play an active role in that. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Eric. That's exceedingly a, a big problem, especially with somebody that maybe had a, you know, a super high end position and, you know, a lot of respect and, Mm -hmm. you know, people looked up to them for different things. Uh, Maybe that happens even to a greater extent. Yeah. You know, I think again, Eric, I'm glad, I'm also glad that you brought this up because, you know, I think oftentimes, especially for people who have owned a business, you're literally, it's like one of your children, right? Like your identity is tied to that because that's what you've spent your life devoting your time and your energy and efforts to. So anytime, and I heard this and I I wish I could credit it because I can't remember where exactly this popped up, but it was talking about how, you know, you reach these moments in life, these massive moments of transition where yes, you may have been a very important person, right? You, you held a role that was really important to whatever company you worked for, or you held a role as a business owner. And that was really important because you were basically creating the livelihood for the people that worked for mm-hmm. you. Uh, but instead of thinking about that importance, when you're shifting and having this transition, it's, you know, what is a life of significance? What does that look like? Because all of a sudden that's not necessarily your identity or it's not identity based. 
it's based on your decisions and how you're spending your time and who you're interacting with. So I think that's something to think about is what does a life of, of significance mean to me? And, and then you can start shaping and you can put the who's in your corner and all of that. Uh, so there's still so much time for creating that and building your legacy and, and leaving something that's meaningful. You know, when the good Lord decides to take you away, you want that significance because the importance doesn't really matter anymore. It only matters for a period of time. So one of the other things that we have found that we experience and people that work well with us is they're looking for a, a relationship with an advisor that is really value conscious. And one of the things that we have found is the more value that we can deliver, the issue of fees just becomes insignificant. And so it's just been very important that we kind of do all those extra things for people so that they never question, am I getting enough benefit for the fee that I pay your firm going forward. And I know, Brittany, you have some interesting thoughts on this that I'd let you just share at this moment. Yeah. You know, when it comes to, you think about fees, you know, at Sweet Financial, that's one thing that we're, we're not the cheapest and we're not the most expensive that's out there, but you know, you really have to look at and bring it down to what's the value you're looking for. If you're sitting, if we're sitting at a table with you and, and you're telling us the things that you want to accomplish and we're saying, okay, well, if we could help you, you know, through your plan and through different contacts and connections and professionals that we know, if we could help you accomplish the things that are meaningful, if you could create a life of impact, if you could create a life of significance and all the while you are freed up to do whatever the heck you want to do, what is the price tag on that? I, I mean, uh, time and time again, people are like, well, th that's invaluable, right? Like there, there's no, there, there's no dollar amount that you can put on a truly fulfilled and meaningful life. So, you know, when it comes to the concept of, of the fee conversation, you know, it's not so much asking the question of like, how much do you charge? It's more so what value are you bringing to the table? Because that's what matters. You know, for me, it's like you hire, well, let's just talk about this. So we're, we have a remodel going at our house. You hire a painter and you have a couple people that come to the table and one's like, oh, I could do it for you for 500 bucks. And then OCD me comes home and I see that they edged in and it's a mess and it's horrible. <laughs> I'm going to be real mad about that, yeah. but somebody else that comes and charges, you know, 2,500 bucks and I walk in and it is beautiful. It's put together. It's wonderful and amazing. And the edging is perfect and all of that great stuff. That was a pretty dang good investment. So I would have asked the wrong question of how much do you charge, but what quality are you going to leave behind? You know, what, what are you going to, what are you going to free me up to do? So it's just a different thought process. Well, yeah. here's, and here's the thing is that the other piece of it is I have never lost sleep over my lawn. I have never <laughs> lost sleep over one of Brian my vehicles. Sweet has. Not really. <laughs> well, he's got a bigger lawn than I do. Uh, but I've never lost sleep that over how one of my vehicles is running. I've never lost sleep right. over any of those things. But I, I can almost guarantee that everybody out there at some point in their life has lost sleep over their financial situation, whatever that Amen. is. Yeah, They've lost sleep over well their finances. Said. How much would you pay to have great night's sleep because you don't have to worry about it. Somebody is taking care of it. I, that's how I look at it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like sleep, but I mean, that's how I, I think about these things. Like, man, it, for that peace of mind and, and going back to the realtor, once we knew that she was in place and she was doing everything, it was, I was, it was a done deal. I was like, oh, this is so, the, the weight was lifted off our shoulders. Yeah. And it, Brittany, you were spot on. 
the fee was way more than I would have paid if I had done it myself, quote unquote. Guess what? I, I don't care. It was done beautifully. It was everything was handled. Every step of the way, everything was explained to us. We couldn't be more happy. And I, I know mm -hmm. that that's how people feel when they work with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Well, I've been working with you a long time. I know you're, I know the people that you work with. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it goes back to the adage. Um, I think it's a Jim Rohn quote. If you help enough people get what, or Zig Ziglar, that's you help Zig enough Ziglar, people yeah. uh, get what they want in turn, you'll get what you want. And that's really what it boils down to. You set your goals. You tell us what you want. We're not going to tell you. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know what you want, but we can help you, you know, uncover that and put the right tools in front of you to help you get there. And yeah, you pay there's fees for working with wealth advisors, regardless of who you choose. Mm -hmm. And it just really boils down to what do you want? You know, what do you want to accomplish? If you don't care about any of your goals and your dreams and your future and that, then we're probably not the best fit and that's okay. Um, but if you do, then we're absolutely going to do everything we can to help you get there. So I, yeah, I think that's such an important one. Yeah, totally agree. And that, that kind of leads us to, you know, the next one, which would be, we take a really holistic and, and we would want you to want us to take a holistic uh, approach to your finances. So, you know, your finances are your investments, but it's a whole lot more than that. It's tax efficiency, it's uh, estate planning, it's legal work, it's all of those things. And how do they all coordinate? And how can you make sure you're monitoring and trying to find proactive items that could cause a problem down the road so that they never pop up and cause mm -hmm. a problem. And so we like to look at all of those areas as we work with somebody because we think they're all really important, but one of those things could go bad and it could really affect all the others. And so if you take the holistic approach, uh, it makes things go a lot, a lot smoother. And the other thing is, we really value, and, and I mean, I've been doing this for 43 years, and I can name the, off the top of my head a few clients that have been with me 40 plus years. And so we value relationships that literally last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we're not just trying to get a client and, and uh, do a couple things for you and then say, hey, that's been fun. See you later. Uh, we truly like to get to know your family and, and literally our clients, I would tell you, get to be great friends. And one of the highlights of me getting to do this is really the people we get to meet. And so some of my best relationships turned out or started by them being a client and found out we connected on a lot of other aspects. And now they're amazing friends and we still handle all their uh, finances. And it's, you know, that's really and then when, when they get to be friends, you know, all the challenging and difficult times, you really have an ownership in yeah. making sure that they get through those. And it, it, it actually even becomes more important that you help them. And so I don't know mm -hmm. if you have any other thoughts on that, but that, that's probably one of the number one things that I would tell you. And it's not just, you know, me or the advisors, it's literally everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, we just have such a an amazing caring team that really worries about anything and everything that goes on with our clients. Yeah. You know, I liken it back to Brian's early days in the business of, you know, being here 
43 years and starting out in the insurance world and very quickly. And I don't want to speak for you, Brian, but he realized that the whole transactional relationship type business was not really fulfilling. <laughs> you know, you have kind of one interaction and then it's done. And then the next time that you really interact is when something really bad happens. Right. So that's not, uh, that's really not the direction that we wanted to go. So, you know, as times have evolved, Brian's dead on. I mean, a lot of times we're one of the first calls that our clients make when a new baby is born into the family or somebody gets married or even a passing of a spouse. I mean, we're right at towards the top of the list of the people that they call and they, they let know, uh, you know, so we're really blessed to be part of the life's biggest transitions, the good and the bad and everything in between. And I can say that that's one thing that if you are looking for a transactional advisor, there are plenty out there. There are plenty that if, if you're just like, you know what, all I need is for you to serve this one purpose and it's chasing certain returns or managing this one aspect of my finances, then that's fine. There's, there's advisors out there that can do that. But for us to really be tied in and to feel like we're part of your life in a bigger capacity, you know, that's really what makes it fun. And that's, what's fulfilling for us. Uh, the transactional, it's just not that that's not where we're at. And that's not what we want to be able to do. We want to know, we want to know all the good. We want to know the good, the bad, the in-between, and we want to be there to support you and, and help you through it. It goes back to that partnership. That's really what this is. Yeah. Well, Mr. And, Brian. And along, yeah. And along with that, what we've also found is we work best when you want to have like one person handling all of your financial affairs. So we work best instead of having, you know, five of financial advisors, you decide that we're the you know, people that you want to work with. And the reason for that is when we can consolidate everything, we can look at the big picture and coordinate taxes and all the ramifications on allocations. Otherwise, you end up with five different tax strategies, uh, five different investment portfolios, five different... And I personally don't know how you would know what in the heck you had on an accumulated basis or what the results would be. And so for us to give you our best thinking and the best accuracy on any of that, that's what we've found is uh, us being in control of everything. And consequently, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you work with us, if you don't like the work we're doing, uh, you know, you're not tied to us. So you can certainly go someplace else if, if you're not comfortable. That rarely happens, but it's one of those things you just need to be aware of. So I think people get scared that, gee, if I have just one person, um, I might not get all the best advice. Well, just keep in mind, I would recommend, whether it's us or anybody else, have one person but just keep in mind, you can move it if you want to and go to somebody different. But uh, to me, the results that you'll get will be so much better whenever you know, one firm can coordinate them. And well, I, yeah, I want to add, and Eric, I, I want to give you a chance too. One thing that I want to point out here is that when you think about working, when we talk about working with us completely, right, you have all of your kind of, I guess, eggs in one basket per se. There's a massive differentiation that I think we need to pull out here. And that's that, you know, we have a team of, you know, at this point in time, 16 soon to, or I'm sorry, 15 soon to be 17 people. 
So you're not just putting your eggs in one basket with one individual human being. And on top of the team that we have, we have a whole network of professionals that we work with. So, you know, we may not be the coined expert on Bitcoin or crypto or whatever it is, but we know people who are professionals in that field that can help shed light and add advice. Uh, you know, estate planning, you look at high level CPAs. Those are all people that we have connections with. So again, it's not just, you're putting all your trust in one individual human being. And if they kick the bucket, then all of everything is kind of up in the air. There's a whole team here and there's a massive operation going on. We're able to work with different professionals too. So I think that's a delineation that people need to understand is that we have full succession and there's other offices out there too. So I think this goes back to when you're searching for your who, sometimes people don't know what to even ask. Mm -hmm. It's talking about that level of depth. So you want your eggs in one basket, but understanding that there's a heck of a lot of people here to be able to support and to carry through on your goals and dreams. So I wanted to pull that one little piece out. Yeah. For, for the listener, this is how I think of it. I just want you to tell, I want to tell you this. Imagine having a jigsaw puzzle and having four or five people involved and giving them just a handful of pieces each, right? <laughs> the complexity of a financial plan, the complexity of taxes, the complexity of estate planning, the complexity of all these different pieces that Sweet Financial deals with and also other advisors will deal with, it is complex. So imagine those five people trying to put their pieces together on their own, their own pieces together without knowing what the other pieces are, and then realizing that all those pieces aren't going to go together because they're in separate piles with separate people. So what you're doing is you're basically, you, you have no end picture, you know, the end picture of that, that jigsaw puzzle. You can't possibly have that clear picture at the end because all these pieces are someplace else and they're not working together. They're not binding together to make that complete picture. That, that's how I always look at it. When you have certain people in different offices doing different things that they don't communicate usually. I mean, almost never they communicate because they're yeah. competition for each other. So when you're able to consolidate it with one office, it really takes care of all your needs and has a deep bench like you guys do. That's what gives you that clear picture to know what you're even looking for. Yeah, Eric, I think that analogy is is so brilliant and it speaks to my soul well, because personally I love jigsaw puzzles <laughs> and you were stressing me out thinking about divvying out some of my pieces somewhere. I mean, right? I even hesitate, like my kids, I got to keep an eye on them when I'm doing puzzles. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's such a, a, a great analogy and a great way of looking at things. And that's why, I mean, when we think about the structure in our office and, and how we can be the best who to somebody, you know, we have internally here five advisors currently. If, if something happened where, I mean, this, well, this just happened recently, Brian got stuck. He was traveling on business, uh, plane got canceled, yada, yada, and he got stuck. So he was able to basically have another advisor in the office, be able to pick up exactly where he left off mm -hmm. because there's a process, there's a system, there's a method, you know, there there's, there's things and ways that we do things and how we meet with people and how we carry them through the journey. So again, it just goes back to what is your idea of, of being served at the highest level when it comes to planning for your future, it's not having to rely on one single human being for your success, but it's this team and this collaborative approach and these deeper relationships. So you come in here and whether you interact with Brian or you interact with one of the team members, it doesn't matter because everybody has your best interest at heart and everybody truly cares about you as a person. So yeah, I think those are a couple of things that, that are good to pull out. I want to make one more note because We've had conversations about this before, the three of us in, in, at separate times. 
but you're also not interested in replacing team members. I want to make that very clear to the listening audience that if you're already working with an accountant or if you're working with an attorney, Brian has never been prideful to the point where like, oh, no, no, we're going to use our team. If you've got a current relationship, as long as that person's doing what's in your best interest when it comes to them taking, you know, sweet financial partners, taking a look and saying, okay, these are the things we need in place. If they're on board with working with sweet financial partners, Brian, I, I, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know you well enough. You're not just going to say we need to fire that person and put my own person in place. No, you're 100% correct. But we will point out if we've, you know, come across a relationship Absolutely. where they're not delivering as much value as they should, or they're making mistakes that they shouldn't make. But no, we, we, you know, and we do have a relationship with all the accountants and attorneys that our clients work with. And, you know, so we are in collaboration with them because what we suggest we need to make sure doesn't affect the estate plan or doesn't affect the tax mm -hmm. returns. And so um, that's, I think, very important. So we do like to know who you're working with. And by working with them, we can certainly tell you whether they're doing their job or not. Perfect. What else do we cover today? Well, we have one more item at the end that we found with people that work well with us. If they like to have fun and they value friendship, you will find us a great group. It's not surprising where I'll be in my office and my office is close to the front. And Connie is our uh, exceptional greeter at the front, a director of first impressions is what we call her. And uh, it's not uncommon where I'll hear all these laughs and giggles going on. And it's just because of the friendships that we've created with our clients. And, you know, everybody comes with a smile and leaves with a smile and, you know, as long as you want to have that kind of a relationship, we, we keep it very professional, but we do like to create friendships. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it, it is so fun because, you know, I know that some of our clients here, they'll just check in on our team members and ask them about their lives and what's going on, or they'll get comments about, oh, I saw your kid, you know, they're, they're on the sport, a sports team locally here or whatever. So the relationships do go so deep and we do have just so much fun with the people that we get in, get to interact with. So, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the best out of all the different topics. It's really having fun. It's fostering relationships and it's creating that that longevity together, that partnership. That is fantastic. Any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Yeah. You know, I do want to bring up just one particular thing, you know, when you think back and this goes back to, um, some of Dr. Benjamin Hardy's, uh, studies in the book, who, not how, because again, the framing around this is really making sure that you're pulling and identifying the who's in your life that are necessary. So when we think about, you know, how we've been raised, how we grew up, the public school system really does a disservice because it creates the idea mm. of always asking what, and it creates this me against everybody else. So there's constant competition. You know, there's competition for being the best in class, the highest grades, there's rankings, there's things like that. Whereas think about how we would have been shaped as humans. If we would have had more time and energy put towards collaboration and the concept of who, you know, one of the things that we, we tell people a lot, and this really ties back to the last couple episodes that we've been diving into is, you know, you don't have to be great at everything, 
right? So I think about certain things in my life that, yeah, can I do them? Am I, have I had a history of being a yes person? Yes. And yes, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm exceptional at it. So one of Dan Sullivan's concepts that has always really rang for me is the whole idea of like this unique ability and how, if you're spending your time and your energy trying to make your strengths even stronger, trying to lean into the things that fill you up Imagine how much more impactful that is than trying to strengthen your weaknesses, because when you put that energy there, all you're ever doing is improving your weaknesses. They're never going to be those strengths because it's not what gives you energy. So I think as you're thinking about, you know, finding who's in your life and, you know, really leaning into what fulfillment means to you and where you want to be spending your time and what gets you excited to get out of bed in the morning, especially when you've gone through a major transition, like retirement, you know, if you could just spend even more time doing those things, use your time as creating new collaboration and bringing new who's into your life and really kind of filling each of those buckets, how amazingly impactful and empowering that would feel delegate the rest, find your who's put a really good wealth advisor in your corner who has your best interest at heart, who wants to see you succeed and who's excited about your own fulfillment. That's a pretty darn good recipe there. So I just thought I'd I'd round it out with that. Sounds like a great place to finish. Thank you so much, guys. This was fun. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. We did too. Yep. Always a good time, Eric. Absolutely. And of course, our last thank you goes to your listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brian and Brittany come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And these are all great ones to share because those who's that are in your life need to hear this for sure. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.